Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, joined by James the Sharp End Sharp. And we're going to be discussing all the events at the King Power Stadium in this week's podcast. Starting with a famous win, first away win of the league season. It's taken a long time coming, hasn't it, uh, James? But finally, they've got that victory on the road. Yeah, you're right. it has been a long time coming. Um, and as I've, you've said in your match verdict, it was just a sense of the old Leicester again. Um, as though they'd not had any problems winning away from home, really. And it was just... It just it was just like watching last season. But in true Leicester fashion, they did um, make it a little bit twitchy towards the end. That last 20 minutes was... A little bit difficult to watch with uh, West Ham just bombarding uh, the area. And if we're being completely honest, they wouldn't have had their first away win had it not been for the man between the posts in Kasper Schmeichel. Yeah, we'll talk about Kasper in, uh, in in greater detail in a bit. But just, uh, you're right, if that performance seemed very vintage, didn't it? With Jamie Vardy and Riyad Mahrez both on the score sheet and City looking... Deadly on the uh, counter-attack. Mark Albrighton looked really dangerous in that first half. And it just uh, it just was a very impressive display. And in, in some ways, with Robert Hoof getting that header as well, it reminded me a bit of the win at Man City last season uh, in the first half as City poured forward. But uh, um, second half, they started to struggle, didn't they? They looked a bit leggy. Do you think uh, the efforts and the energy they put into the Seville game on Tuesday had a big uh, impact on that? Yeah, possibly. I mean, they... They used every ounce of energy on Tuesday night. Even the fans were exhausted by the time that game was finished, so let alone in what the players felt like. So, and it was pretty much the same same side apart from Wes with a back injury. So, yeah, I think all the efforts put in on Tuesday night was um, probably why that last 20 minutes was a little bit leggy compared with the fact that West Ham were going for it and bombarding the area. And also, perhaps, there was this... I don't know, you have to be one of the players to, to know for certain whether the fact they hadn't won away from home all season, whether that was playing on the minds at all and when they're under pressure thinking, oh, we've not we've, we've not held this out away from home before, let's see. So, no, but it was uh, a much-needed victory. Another one in the in the cap for Craig Shakespeare who continues his 100% win record. And he had to make a change to his starting lineup for the first time since he's taken over in four games. Yeah. Big Wes missing a, missing a game now. Understand, he picked up a slight back injury in the Seville game. They gave him every opportunity to recover, but he just couldn't make it in time. Shouldn't be a long-term problem. He should be okay for the Stoke game in two weeks' time. But uh, you did some little research when the last time Wes was not available for a game. Yeah, I mean, since Leicester returned to the Premier League, it's only the second time that Wes hasn't led them out. I mean, he was suspended for one game after he got sent off against Liverpool. Um, Other than that, it's... This was the first time he'd been n- not there when eligible for selection, but obviously the, the injury was there. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise. But I thought I thought Johan Benelman handled himself pretty well, I thought. Um, questionable marking, I think, for the second goal. But for someone who was only making his, his full Premier League debut, 
after being at the club for two seasons and having not known that he was going to be playing until late on in the week, there's always the chance that Wesley would come in. Um, I think, and against someone like Andy Carroll, a big, strong, difficult centre forward to, to mark, I thought Bellerin did, did pretty well, handled himself quite well, I thought. Actually, whenever I've seen him, there's always been the, the sense there might be an error in there. You might make a costly gaffe, but... Besides that, he's looked okay. Um, so a steady deputy, and obviously with Mola Wagai now uh, being ruled out for the rest of the season, and we might not see him in a City shirt again. Um, City really needs some uh, defensive cover, and uh, it looks like Ben Alouan is the man. Um, but behind him, he was a little bit overworked. Kasper Schmeichel, all the talk after the game was about Kasper. Uh, what a superb performance it was. But he's been in the form of his life, hasn't he, lately? Yeah, and the best, the best goalkeeper's win new football matches and Casper has done that not just it wasn't just yet on Saturday that he won a game for less he's done that all season you see that the two penalty saves against Seville those two late saves in both games against Copenhagen in the Champions League he's done it consistently and I think that's that's why he should now be seen as one of the best goalkeepers in not just the Premier League but in Europe I mean those two saves against Carroll were just scandalously good I mean the the, the first one with the header, he almost clawed it back from behind the line. But that, that second save right at the death, he, he had completely no right to save that. I mean, Carroll's absolutely larruped it. He's, he's smashed it from five yards out. But it's not as though it's even straight at him. So he's, it's just hit him. It was, it's to his right and he stuck his arm out and beat it away with such disdain that the ball's flown out. He hates the comparison. I know, I know, I know he what hates it, say. but it was, it was vintage Schmeichel. I know, I, mean, was, I know, everywhere you looked, if you looked on Match of the Day or Goals on Sunday, wherever you watched highlights, people were saying, that's so much like his dad. And you can just see, you can just see Schmeichel at home just cringing because he hates, like rule number one of interviewing Casper Schmeichel is never ever mention his dad. But... But it was, wasn't it? That star, that star He'll never get, be able to get away from it. rest of his career, rest of his life, he'll never be able to get away from it. I know he, he, he yawns and pretends he's bored by it all, but I think he should just embrace it now. He is the son of Peter. He should be very proud of what his dad did. And he's forging his own exactly, name. And that is the thing but now, the isn't it? similarities are so stark in the way they got, keep goal that uh, it's in, that sort of connection will never, ever be forgotten. And uh, certainly with the form he's in, I mean... Uh, there's a lot of talk now about you know City can't give him Champions League next season unless they win the, the uh, competition. Uh, he's now at that level. He is at that level. He's an international goalkeeper. He's performed superbly in the Champions League for City. Can they keep hold of him? I, I personally think that there'll be a lot of clubs ringing Leicester City up during the summer of course trying to get him and out. Of course, they'll have to stump up a hell of a lot of cash if they want to buy him, but... I think they are going to struggle because if you look at if you look in the Premier League, you've got De Gea, Courtois, Lloris, and then and then Schmeichel. I mean, I'd say Schmeichel's now better. You'd say he's better than Petr Cech now because Petr Cech's passed his best in his career, and I'd say Schmeichel's more consistent now. Um, and there are some big teams in that in the Premier League, not just the Premier League, but in Europe. In, if you look at the Premier League, who don't have like if you look at Liverpool, what's holding them back is their defence and their and having a world class goalkeeper. Same Manchester City. Yeah, exactly. They're, what's holding them back is having a world class goalkeeper. And as Casper has proved all season and last season, he is world class now. Um, so I, I think Leicester will they will struggle. I mean, obviously they'll try and keep hold of him, and we all want we all want him to stay. Um, but they're going to have problems because he's showing. It's not just. 
Like last season, you, some would argue that some of Leicester's players perhaps over overachieved or overperformed, and those that have their form has dropped off this season. Schmarcus hasn't. Schmarcus has improved, if anything, from last season. Schmarcus is proving that he's not just overachieved. He is that good. He is world-class. I think that's because he's been called on a lot more, hasn't he, this season, because City have been uh, struggling in the league. But So we'll see what comes of Casper uh, in the summer. I'm sure if Leicester City can't offer um, European football to other players in the squad, there'll be interest. Uh, so we'll see. It should be an interesting summer and be interesting to see if Craig, Sh- Craig Shakespeare is still in control of, uh, in charge of the team come the summer because his deal, we, as we know, is only to the end of the season. But he can't do any any more than he's doing at the moment. There are four wins from four. It's just a, f- a phenomenal transformation uh, since he took over from Claudio Ranieri. And uh, I think he's just uh, got back to basics, hasn't he, with the same system, the same personnel as last season. And, and he's... You know, reaping the rewards for that at the moment. So, uh, now what about the uh, relegation battle in James? Now six points above the relegation zone, but uh, it's getting quite interesting down there, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I think, like you say, just a couple of wins left of now. What's three in a, three in a row now in the Premier League? It very quickly the, the landscape of it very quickly shifts, and if you put a few wins together, you suddenly get clear, or you quickly get dragged in. I was having a look very briefly, and the average points required to survive over the last 10 seasons is about 36.5, so say 37. That's what, two wins and a draw, Mm -hmm. and then Leicester have achieved, Leicester have got what is the average to stay up. Um, So if they can maintain this level of performance, and there's nothing to suggest that they can't, then you would hope and you would imagine that they would be fine. Um, And what what I think is interesting is that you get the sense now from hearing people, hearing Leicester City fans talk, or seeing them on social media, that they kind of the, the mindset shifted a bit. So in recent weeks, and when things weren't going very well under Ranieri, you were looking over your shoulder to see what other teams were doing. And now, the question that fans are asking is not, oh, "Are we safe yet?" It's more, "How high can we get? Yeah, How can we get to that top three half points from ninth at the moment in the league? That's how tight it is in that middle part." But I have to say that. I'll, Got real genuine concerns for the th- the three teams that are in the bottom three now because they're starting to get cut a- adrift a little bit. Hull, Middlesbrough, and Sunderland, and uh, you know it's looking pretty ominous for them. It's starting to take form uh, as those three looking like the potential ones to drop through. But Leicester City looking up, especially with two home games coming up against Stoke and Sunderland after the international break. It's looking pretty promising for City now. Yeah, definitely. And like we say, uh, if you're looking on averages, and obviously you just want to get it get as many points as you can but looking at average and looking at two wins and a draw required to get the average for survival you possibly couldn't quite pick two better games to have at home where Leicester we all know a, a, a very very ominous side just ask, just ask Seville how difficult it is to beat Leicester at home mm. when the fans are going and so if Leicester can pick up two wins in there you'd, you'd like to think that the relegation battle is Pretty much done because, like you say, there's teams at the bottom just look, they look poor, they can't score goals, they can't keep them out. Sunderland can't beat Burnley at home, they can't score against Burnley at home, then things aren't looking good. No, absolutely. But also, we've got a Champions League quarter final to look forward to as well. So hopefully, City will be nice and safe with their Premier League status secured before they could turn their focus to Atletico. And it's they probably need this international break now, don't they? I mean, it's, I know people talk about you've got momentum, they're on a winning streak, they, they want to play more and more, but 
it's obvious now that there's a few players that are, are carrying knocks. I mean, Danny Drinkwater uh, ruled himself out from England selection because he's got the same problem that he had earlier in the season. I think we think it's the groin again that they're just nursing him and keeping him. Uh, ticking over for Leicester City's uh, campaign. England and the FA say they're comfortable with it. They don't want him coming and you know overloading that particular injury and then going back to Leicester City injured. Um, so it looks like when he, but it, he keeps dropping out of these squads. Do you think that's going to be detriment to his international career if he continues to do this, or do you think it's sensible? Well, it's tough, isn't it? Because as a as a Leicester fan, you would you would say you would rather him be fit for Leicester and perform for Leicester so if there is a if there is a potential that it could harm him more long term by playing for England then you'd of course want him to pull out but from just his uh, career aspirations point of view if he keeps pulling out of England squads and isn't isn't taking the opportunity to show Gareth Southgate what he can do on the international stage then eventually you, you fall further and further down the pecking order because you're not taking the chances that you can. If he's genuinely injured, then he can't. there's nothing much you can do about that because mm. that because he's got a niggling injury. Uh, but I think I think you'd like him to play more for England and show what he can do because we all know how we all know how good he is from watching him week in week out, and we want to see him do that on the international stage. Mm. Uh, but like, like you say, it's probably a good time for the break to come, even though Leicester have got a bit of momentum because. Someone as, in, as influential as Wes Morgan being out with a niggling back injury, you want that to get sorted. And while Leicester have got a lot of players away with international duty, you want to just rest them up, get them back to full fitness, get them flying again, because then when they kick start again after the international break, they can go full pelt then and try and book a place in the semi finals and survive in the Premier League. Exactly, we have got Jamie Vardy. On international duty with England this week, uh, it looks like he's going he to start. Oh, I do. I think he will because uh, I mean, obviously Rooney and uh, Rashford and Kane and uh, they're all uh, out, aren't they? So uh, is Rashford in? I don't know. But they um, they haven't got many options in attack, and Jamie has been hitting a bit of form in the last few weeks. So. Um, I've got a feeling he's gonna he's gonna get quite not a bit really of game time. No, there, not really. <laughs> you got slim pickings really if you get Gareth Southgate. But uh, but the positive for him is that um, might play down the middle. Yeah, Vardy play down the middle, play him in the way he plays for Leicester City, and he might get some joy. I mean, remember last time he played in Germany, he scored a wonder goal in a little flick, an audacious flick. And uh, so uh, yeah, I think Vardy's gonna get um, a bit of uh, pitch time for England, and uh, and the best of luck to him as well. So, uh, but that's uh, that's all for this podcast. Uh, we'll be back again uh, with another uh, roundup of all the events at the King Power Stadium. But in the meantime, please visit our uh, Mercury Sport website and our Facebook page for all the latest news coming out of the King Power Stadium. Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 21,50 per maand met de iPhone SE 32 gigabyte. Nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.